getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is episode number 149. I am your host, I'm Fergus. I'm joined tonight by Scunny Mike, uh, old man Trev, and Mem, and hopefully later on Lee Judges was going to make an appearance, he's just doing something elsewhere. Episode 149, no party, no party. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to look back at the North London derby. Uh, we're going to look at um, the performances, uh, the um, the players, the manager, lots lots and lots of different things. And then we'll look ahead to Dundalk briefly. Um, we will try and stick to our usual hour, but it could either be cut very short because we're very, very annoyed or it could run on a little bit. So do hope you enjoy the show. Remember, if you do like the show, click on the like button if you're watching on YouTube uh, and uh, subscribe to us and also tell your mates all about it on um, uh, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Scunny, how are you, mate? You OK? Uh, I can't hear you, mate. Jesus, bloody mute button. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, good. Dear. I'm all right. Good start. Good start. First and foremost, uh, uh, celebrations and jubilations for your wife as her birthday today. So, from Guns and Yellow Ribbons, wish her a very happy birthday from me and from everybody here on Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Oh, I will. She let me on, so can't argue too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, to be honest, uh, I was surprised when you said yeah, you could jump on last minute, and I, then I, I haven't been on Facebook all day because I've been absolutely flat out um, and literally just check it on facebook and it and it popped up and i went oh jesus oh uh, yeah 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 well it's 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 all right for her like it, her mum's downstairs talking to her so it's not too bad and i get to have an hour off good <laughs> <laughs> don't tell her without, her. <laughs> without any further ado mem how are you mate i can just about make you out there in the candlelit uh, uh room in north london it just reflects my mood mate yeah very dark yeah, the mooting, re- the, the 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 lighting reflects on it. Yeah, hold on to them hours, Mike. Yeah, every one of them counts, mate. Yeah, every one of them. Trev, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, we chatted on Sunday. How myself, yourself, and um, and Mem chatted ahead of the game on on Sunday. Uh, it type of lived up to. Well, first of all, how are you? First of all, I'm all right, mate. I'm fine. Do you know why I'm fine? Because the only way is up. From here, pal. We we can't go much lower because otherwise I'm going to championship grounds next season. So the only way is up. I, I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm I don't not going to get grumpy. I'm not going to get grumpy. I'm not going to get grumpy. I'm not going to get grumpy. Shut up, Fergus. I'm talking. I'm not going to get grumpy. <laughs> Sorry, Fergus. Yeah, I, I, I had a text from my um from my boss um uh, it, uh just in or around towards the end of the game and he goes oh it's not looking good for you lot and i came along and went uh yeah well we could be the first champion league side in the championship win the europa league and then uh win the championship but listen that was just extreme just to humor uh, a birmingham city fan um guys we're going to start off with the um we're going to start off with the the the, the Tottenham game the northland derby uh, we'll have a chat about that, and then we'll go into some other just general bits and pieces and, and touch on the Dundalk game. Arsenal dominated possession in the first half, but it was Spurs who got ruthless and had a clinical edge as they caught the Gunners on the break. And we lost Thomas Partey <laughs> to a half-time injury, 
And at halftime, the, ultimately, the winning goal, 2-0. Uh, Let's look at that first half. We dominated that first half, Fred. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm keeping you up. We dominated that uh, half. Um, and we had 62% possession. I don't think we were as bad as the scoreline says. Um, Mem, can you move your mic? It keeps on clipping on your... Um, yeah, it keeps on clipping on, on your uh, on your hold or something like that. Um the uh, yeah, the possession figures were good. We just we just didn't lack. We lacked something. What 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 do you think we lack? Obviously, goals. What do you think we lacked uh, in in that first half? You know, strangely enough, Fergus, we haven't spoken about that, have we? But we, we're on the same lines. I don't think we were quite as bad as people might think. You know, trust me, we're bad at the moment. We are bad. But there were there was things in there, like from the possession perspective, how many crosses did we have as well? 40 odd crosses into the box, was it? 34 crosses. I thought that, 34, sorry, 34. I do apologize. Um I don't think we were that bad. I think certain areas actually made me feel quite positive. I think that it was only there was only two positions where we were beaten. We like we're a bit like we were against Leicester, right? We were mugged. We were mugged. Um, and I thought the difference between the two sides was the two forward players on each side. I genuinely did. I thought that yep. was it. That was the only difference I thought. You know, I'm not, I, I know the picture's much worse than that. But on the day in this game, I think that if we'd have swapped the forwards over, we'd have, we'd have walked the game with the possession we had, mate. Yeah, and Mem, when when you saw that, but and I know for for qualification, Mem had such the ump by the end of the first half. You didn't see the second half, so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the first half. Couldn't watch <laughs> um, it. Um, Couldn't watch the, it. The, the, when you saw that ball, when you saw that ball break to Son for that first goal, what did you think? As soon as. Cover him on the inside. Don't let him get inside. Don't let him get on to the right. Just, just usher him out. It, it was, it was really bad. The goal was really bad. The first goal was really bad. I thought the second goal was even worse, personally, because we were on the attack and like the ball breaks down with Bellerin playing it okay, a little bit behind Aubameyang, but he's just not bright enough and sharp enough at the moment. He's not anticipating anything, and one ball forward, it all gets turned around, and before you know it, it's two 0 It's just too easy. We just played right into their hands. We touched on it before um, the game on Sunday. And, you know, we just had to be a bit cagey about the game because they were never going to come out and, and try and play us off the pitch. They were going to do exactly what they'd done. And, like, what annoyed me, I actually honestly thought it was a real easy point to be won on Sunday if we'd have just been a little bit cute and astute about it. And on another day, if you're lucky enough off of a set piece, you might nick a goal. But the way we went about it uh, just played right into their hands. And it really, yeah, it just it gave me the raving arm. I was so, so, I just couldn't, couldn't watch the second half. And that's no, not me, guys. I no, I know, I know. I know. Yeah. I, know. I, I just, I couldn't believe, I'm baffled. Like Trev, you said it before on Sunday. I'm just baffled with what's going on in the last four or five Weeks, maybe a little bit longer than that since since we're, that Leicester game, since the Man United win, it's just everything just man, doesn't we're, we're, seem quite as sorry, connected as it go, once we're was. We're going to go into that in a bit more detail. Just cover the game itself first of all, Mike. Sorry, um, 
Um, Bellerin, uh, even even Bradley sticks it in the comments here. Bradley, uh, uh, Bellerin, um, both goals came from a result of poor right hand side, uh, poor uh, uh, positioning on the right hand side. Bellerin was nowhere to be found for both goals. Myself and Mem talked briefly on Monday, I think it was, about the game. Uh, I actually rang Mem on a work thing and said, "Well, what do you think? Not talking about football. Not talking about football." <laughs> but we end up talking about the game and. Um, did you think holding had any fault in 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 that uh, in that build up to that goal at all, Mike? Uh, well, you guys know me; I'm not afraid to go at a player uh, when I know he's done wrong. Uh, you'll get anybody who watches me on Ars Brothers or the Friday Ars Show, any uh, even before, even on this show. You know, I'm not afraid to go at a player when he's done wrong. But I not going in at Bellerin on this one. I'm not saying he wasn't at fault. I rated him as probably the worst player on the pitch for me, just for that reason. He was good at going forward. Don't get me wrong; he was putting in crosses in, but he's a defender. He's a left back. He's a right back. Your job one hundred and one is defense. Mm. That's it. I'm not. I can't go in. I can't go any further into it than that. If I get it, you know, what I mean, I just can't because I'll be here all day. <laughs> I'll be here all night. The problem I find is, I think I don't know what happened, but I think it was tactical. Naivety. Uh, uh, That's the Naivety. one. Yeah. I was, I was getting that and negativity mixed up. <laughs> but I think it was just completely tactical naivety, and that's the issue. Uh, yeah, was the most forward player for both goals. Uh, I was going to say Dave Hurl's got a comment about Bellerin being most forward player. It, it has William got some fault. To, like I asked you about holding, and if you can uh, give yeah, us an idea. Well, when like, like, this is what oh, I said about Bellerin. You know, this is what I mean about tactical errors. I don't know what happened. I think, I don't know if he was trying to go with Arteta. I don't know if he was going for the double bluff in the game, you know, by bringing Party on, which I don't think he should have been playing, if I'm being honest. You know, he, the guy was injured, and I'm sure you'll get onto that in a minute. But uh, so I won't go, I won't go too much into Party, but I think the whole thing is just, it, it is naive, uh, naivety. I can't even fucking, sorry, excuse me, I can't say it at all. Sorry, I'm getting uh, stressed out with myself here, but it's that's the issue. And when you come back to, say, Holding, was he at fault? No, not necessarily. He was left on his own. And I'm not yeah. being funny, but he's got a world-class, it, it whether you like it or not, you've got two world-class players up against you in Son and Kane. What's he meant to do? He's not a world-class defender. Don't get me wrong, he does his job really well, and he's been brilliant so far for us this season. But when you're going up against players like them two, what what else could he do? And yeah, Willian, I, I blame him. He was he's defensively. Where was he? You know, where I was he? Can, I think we can make a case yeah, for I've any watched. of them on Sunday. Yeah. Can't make a good case I've for any of them. On the edge. Say that again. They've One at on a the time. Edge. The covering. Sorry. Dave Harrell. Yeah, good Dave point. Dave Harrell. Is it the nail yeah. on the edge there? Right. Because... Because we're we're a professional football team, right? And Bellerin is a, a, a wing back. He gets forward. He puts crosses in, right? That's how he plays the game, right? We should know by now that the likes of Son is going to break down that left hand side and give it a bit of space. He's going to highly likely he's going to do us damage, right? You're not got to be stupid to know that. He's played it. He's been playing out of his skin all season. I hate him for it, but we know that. So if Bellerin's pushing forward, one of those midfielders or one of their more forward players should be ready to cover for Bellerin. 
It's Bellerin's job to bomb up and down the wing, right? I'm not yep. blaming Bellerin for this, right? Willian or Xhaka or even Partey should have watched. In my head, if I'm playing that game and I'm watching Bellerin pushing up, pushing up the up towards the byline to put it across, and I'm watching Son lurking by the earth halfway line in a mile of space behind him, I'm drifting right. I'm going right and I'm covering him because I know what kind of player he is. I know what he likes to do. I know he's going to get the ball. He's going to run forward. He's going to cut in and whack it with his right foot. That's what he does. So he's not Bellerin in this instance. I'm, you this know, is don't right. Don't yeah. about Bellerin's foul throat because I'll stab him in the eye with my pen. But it's, it's there's more to it than just – you can't just play Bellerin. Bellerin's That's job is to get forward and put crosses in. Yeah, that's why I'm not blaming Bellerin at all, mate. I'm, I'm saying he, he was probably, for me, in my opinion, he was the worst player on the pitch. But for, for my own reasons, that's my opinion, not everybody else's. That's just why I'm not going in on him. What I'm saying is this is down to tactics and the way we were set yeah. up for this game. It was completely wrong. Michael, Michael, I'm agreeing with you, son. Yeah. I'm trying to stay level-headed about this. I was fuming yeah. yesterday, but I thought, no, today yeah, yeah, no. I'm going to be really level-headed about all this. And then... Obviously, I got the invite to come on here, or I invited myself to come on here. So I thought, right, now I'm, I'm going to stay level-headed. Yeah, no, no, I, I and, 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 and that's what we want. That's what we want. Mm. Um, you know, there's some, some people in the comments are, are, are chucking some blame at Leno's positioning. I don't want to go into another Leno sort of... Um, uh, don't get started on that. He was not at fault for any of these goals. I, 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 this I, one was an absolute worldie. Yeah, I agree. No I, chance. I, I totally agree. I thought... Let's not um, get into this Leno talk, because I'll rip you. Yeah, exactly. So, I just wanted <laughs> I to cover that. At the we time. make a case for any player on Sunday's performance. I accept I only watched the first half, guys. Yeah? I couldn't... I can't make an argument for any one of the 11 from Sunday. Sorry, got to say it, yeah? I think they were all rubbish. Every single one of them, totally and utterly disconnected and disinterested. It was really hard for me to watch. That's why I couldn't watch the second half. Rubbish. Question, I couldn't believe question, what I was watching. Question for you then, Mem. Um, Shaka um, has a great pass on him. Hang on. Let me ask the question before you start shaking your head. Okay. Um, Shaka can have a great pass on him. Shaka, we've seen the stats and we talked about it in the, in, in the build-up beforehand about uh, his stats of sideways, backwards. We're playing a Mourinho Spurs and we're, we're playing Mourinho, okay? It doesn't matter who the 11 and what team it is. You're playing Jose Mourinho who knows how to kill any sort of game and he can just pick you off on the counter. And uh, I, I think um, the lovely Alex Scott and the horrible Graham Souness on Sky Sports uh, summed it up fantastically, saying they've got two great players in Son and um, Kane, uh, and the rest just have to do a job. But they they parked more or less 11 men behind the ball, and Shaka passes the ball backwards, sidewards, backwards, sidewards. Why didn't he flip it from that left-hand side across to Bellerin, Willian, you know, anybody, and just switch the play, make a move? Thoughts? I know. Don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe he is under instruction to just. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You, you, you can't ask my 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 opinion on Granite Jack. Is it his fifth season here? Is it his fifth year here now? It's too Has, long. Have, have, right. Have any of you guys mm. seen any kind of progression with the fella? Have any of you guys seen him move forward as a player that much? No. No, okay, in the last six months, because we needed the numpty, 
he's managed to get a performance out of him. But uh, you know, we haven't, guys, we haven't got re we really haven't got anyone. We bought Thomas Party, I believe, to replace him. But you know, only we can go and spend forty-five million pounds on a player, and you get injured straight away. That's uh, just bad luck. But that seems to follow us around everywhere in that respect. But I, I'm not a Jack. I've never been a Granite Jacker fan. I, I just can't see. Uh, I was having this chat with my father the other day. Yeah, I, I can't see how this guy has made a professional footballer. Seriously. Well, te Terry Seriously, in the I, I, I failed to see. I failed to see his quality. I just, oh, guys, yeah, move on, mate. About Xhaka with me, honestly. Uh, no, Terry, Terry says he can't pass ten yards. Never, uh, never mind fifty yards. He oh. has got some good crosses in in the past. Um, Trent, just, what can I just go quick? Sorry, Fergus, I'm going to quick. Yeah. Steve, uh, Steve Warrington made a comment. Big Steve, Redknapp, Redknapp summed up Xhaka perfectly. He did. I can't remember exactly what he said, but I remember oh. the statement in the game. I can't think of. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he summed up Xhaka perfectly. Uh, he just if said anyone he, else can remember. Steve, if you remember, mate, stick it on. He, yeah. he said, he just, what does he add to the team? I don't think he adds anything to the team. And he no. expanded on that, uh, on top of that. Mm. Um, uh, Trev, what did you make of Shaka's performance? Um, and then we'll go into party as a separate one. But what did you make of Shaka's performance overall? It, it, it was just the regular thing. He's, he's not a creator of, of chances that we need, that we need badly. And his defensive work isn't brilliant either. He's average is the word that sums him up at best. Average at best. I watched him. I'm like Mem, actually. I'm going to hold my hand up here. Mem, I didn't watch the second half, mate. But okay. he's like Xhaka. I watched Xhaka in the first half, right? And all he did really was prance around the middle third of the field. He pranced around the middle third of the field. And... And Party getting injured was massive because I thought Party was was showing what a proper midfielder of that calibre or that or that positional sense should do. He's bombing up and down the field, putting tackles in, putting himself about. All Xhaka did was I think he gave away a couple of silly free kicks, and that was it. You know, five minutes into the game, he's put a needless nudge in right on the edge of our penalty area and give them a free kick. That, that, that You just can't wait to broke out. And then he walks around with that smug little look on his face like he's like Maradona, you know, God rest his soul. He's just looking at him. Just because you look at him and you think to yourself, this bloke thinks he's he's brilliant. I nearly swore in, Jesus. This bloke thinks he's brilliant. This bloke really, really thinks he's a class above anything else on the field. And he, he needs to be told. It's the opposite. He shouldn't be on the field. He's on the field because Arsenal haven't got any players. That's why. It's awful. It really, it, it gives us nothing. It gives mm. us nothing. Nothing does it give us in any aspect. I don't like I, going in every on players. You know me, this is very unusual for me. But it I gives us nothing. It's becoming more and more relevant, Trev, to be fair. These uh, coming on players from you, mate. He's like, can I just say, I, I actually think he influences the players around him in a negative way as well. Yeah, because if you're playing with a fella that, he, he doesn't inspire anything. He's not, he, he, honestly, I, I think he, he spreads that averageness, like you said, at best he's average. 
it's like a disease. He's like a, it's like spreading throughout our team, that averageness, mate. Uh, you know, Sunday yeah. was an opportunity to be bold. We, we picked the midfield team with Party, Tobias and Nathan Nines. And if we'd have put that out and got beat 3-2, 3-1 or something and really give it a go, I'd have been, a, I'd have been considerably happier uh, with that because I'd have felt at least, you know, there's some sort of progression, some, there's a change happening. But no, he just, he just picked them, guy. he just picked them, he just picked the wrong we, guy. We, we picked, um, we picked two of the players in the bottom three of uh, player points on the BBC Sports website in Bellerin and Shaka. Uh, and one that, for Arsenal fans, probably currently, unsurprisingly, is bottom. But from previous experience, you would expect him to be at the top, is our number 14, um, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. He uh, gets the lowest scoring um, of all players. And I think there's an average vote of people who vote in via, I don't know, text or whatever. Um, Trev, thoughts on uh, Aubameyang? He was anonymous. He has been since the signing of his new contract. Um, Well, mate. Well, Fergus, I don't know if you remember, but on our podcast on Saturday, I really tried to turn what had been a negative interview from Aubameyang into a positive. I don't know if you recall, I said, he's on a wind-up here. He's put this face on, he's looking away, he looks disinterested, and he's going to go out on the field and have a blinder. So I tried to defend that that press conference. I tried to... It was a a Zoom thing, wasn't it? You what, mate? It was a Zoom sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then... I looked at how he was on the field again, and I thought, oh, my God, he's at it. He's doing it again. He's disinterested again. Another game where he's disinterested. What is going on? And then tying it into what Mem just said about influence and, and about other players doing, you know, being heavily influenced by other players, take it out of football, put it into any context, right? Any context of life, right? Not just football, any context. If you've got a leader, your leader, your inspirator, your example setter, your trendsetter, your person that, that leads by example, talking like that on an interview and playing like that on a football field, which has now become consistently, consistently, it's very worrying. I'm not going to say bad things about Aubameyang. I'm just saying that how no, no. I see it. But, but but is it is it is it the manager's fault in the sense of the tactics that we're using? You mentioned earlier about thirty four. Well, you got the figures wrong, but the thirty four crosses going into the box. Uh, again, um, uh, the lady on um, oh, my, her name's gone out of my head again uh, um, on um, Sky uh, Sky doing the punditry. Um, She's on she, I should know this. Yeah, I know that. My brain is just frazzled, mate. I, I've literally just finished work about half an hour before this. Alex Scott. Alex Scott. Alex Scott. Yeah. Um, sorry, Donna. She, sorry, Donna. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she commented and said of the 74 goals that she Aubameyang has scored in the Premier League, only three have come from a header. And yet again, we keep on putting in 34 crosses into the box. How is a player who is not prone to scoring by his head getting all these crosses in? Trev, go. 
Well, I like to win on this one. Yeah, you can in a minute, Mike. Yeah, go yeah. for it, Mike. He's put me on the spot, Mike, so you go for it. I'm going to give it some yeah. thoughts. No, I'd like to come in on this one because this is where I'm saying about all the tactics are wrong. Mm. I've been very critical of Aubameyang recently. Uh, very, very critical. But I, I did myself some damage. I watched this game twice. I wanted to get the full ins and outs on this game. And I wanted to... This is where I'm saying this is where I've become level-headed about it. I did watch this game twice. And look at the way we are playing. It is not to the strengths of Aubameyang. Like we said, 34 crosses. Aubameyang's not known for his heading. And this is what I'm saying about the tactics of what Arteta did in this game and what Jose Mourinho did in this game. You see, the thing is with Jose Mourinho, he's doubled up against our forward line. He's doubled up his players. And he's, le- and he's told them to say, let them cross, let them cross. So we've got no one who can edit. They've got, they've got no one. All they can do is cross, and we've got perfect players here in the sense of their defenders like Hoiberg and uh, Dyer and um, what's the other guy's name? Alderweireld. They've got perfect players who can deal with that. You know, even they had even Harry Kane dropping back into their defence to, to yeah, keep. Kane, that, yeah, you know what I mean. Harry Kane had more defensive touches in in the, in his own box than in our box. Yeah, exactly. So. They're well, dealing with that pressure. It was like, basically, we were kicking a ball against a wall. That's what was happening. And with this setup, we saw it against Wolves as well. So it's not just this match. It was against Wolves as well. We saw exactly the same situation. You know, at one point in time, you know, during the game in the Wolves game, they went from a three at the back to a four at the back because that's all we were doing. This tactic, this tactical thing that we're doing at the minute, the tactical play is completely wrong. You know, we're crossing the ball in the box. Don't get me wrong. Um, Tierney is putting some beautiful balls in the box. But who's it to? Who can head it? You've got Aubameyang who doesn't head her. And you've got Lacazette, for instance, when uh, Lacazette in this game, who's, what, five foot nothing? Who's he jumping over? You know, he did have a good chance at a header in, in the game, uh, Lacazette. And it was a good save by Lloris. But that was one. And then Aubameyang got a header as well. That's one header. He should really be finishing that, to be fair, Aubameyang, but he didn't. He didn't get underneath it. The, the, the Lacazette one was absolutely dreadful as well. Well, uh, I don't on, know. It was, it was on target. It was one, one of the two shots that was on target. You know, and Lloris pulled off a bit in fairness. I thought it was a good save by Lloris. But mm. while we're playing these tactics, and this is what's going on, for a team like Mourinho's team, which we've seen before, we've seen it at Chelsea, we saw it at Man U, you know, we saw it at Real Madrid when he was there. This is what he does. He knew this was coming, you know, and this is what I'm saying about the double bluff. You know, did we go out there, did Arteta go out there and say, right, we're going to do a double bluff here. We'll, we'll say we're going out with five and then we'll go back in with four and we'll play a four, two, three, one and bring party on, which no one was expecting party to come in. So that to me was a double bluff, which was complete. I think it was the wrong, complete wrong setup for this game. Why, why do you think that, that, why do you think that was wrong set up for this game? Right. Not many people are going to like this because we're Arsenal fans, but we have to give that team in Spurs some respect. They're not top of the table at the minute for no reason. Right? You wouldn't have gone, we didn't go to Liverpool and play this game. We didn't go to Man City and play this game. Why do we feel as Arsenal, for instance, the divine right to go out there and do, do what we did? Do you not think we played similar to what we did against Man United? Well, yeah, but Man United are a, a, around the same sort of positional thing as what we are. You know, they're in the same situation as us. They didn't exactly play very well, but who's expecting when 
someone's at the top of the table having some really good games, by the way. They've beat Man City, they've beat Chelsea recently. Yeah. Why yeah. should we go out there and in, expect in to go, go out there? Yeah. Why, how, what gives us the right to go to their ground and go out the way we did to attack the crap out of them when we knew it was going to be bouncing off a wall, which in the end it did. I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I, won the, I didn't expect to win. I was expecting a loss. You know, I wouldn't say that, for instance, you know, before the game or if I was doing a prediction late, I wouldn't say to myself, I'd go for a draw, you know, on a prediction late. I, I hate thinking that we're going to lose to a, to that team. But I just don't understand where Arteta feels like he's got the divine right to go out there and attack this club who's at the top of the table, who've got all the momentum, and we haven't. We've got no momentum. I think Kai... Kai oh, is sorry, yeah, sorry, it wasn't Chelsea. I do apologise. Yeah, you was yeah. right. Mike summed it up about the tactics, yeah. The tactics have changed. He's right. Uh, we touched on it again on the preview on, uh, at the weekend, lads, yeah? Remember I mentioned about if we employ tactics like we did in the semi and the final, yeah, they'd be a little bit cute and cagey about it and play them at their own game. Maybe we can actually, you know, catch them out. But maybe because possibly last season's game was on Mikel's mind, possibly, yeah? When we did go there, and I felt last season we were very unlucky to lose 2-1 and we should have got something out of the game. I can't say that about Sunday's performance. It was meek and weak, yeah? But the tactics have changed. You know, Aubameyang is right. He likes to run behind. Man, the guy's like a gazelle, man. He needs something to run onto, yeah? Um, it's nice when you bring teams on to you and K KT for a while and David Luiz when he was in the centre of defence was springing that 30, 40, 50-yard ball. He was bringing him short, spinning him around, and off he was going. At the very least, it gave us a, it gave us a bit of a, um, a focal point and an attacking point, yeah? That seems to have completely gone out of our game in the last sort of four or five games. We're not employing that at all anymore. The guy can run, and we're not utilising his strength. Hmm. Uh, just to answer one comment in in uh, in in the comment chat, Trull says, "Hmm, you guys all look like you're dressed for a funeral. Wear I some red and white." <laughs> well, I've got a bloody right shirt on. I I've got some Arsenal on, and he's got some Arsenal behind him. I've got uh, some white. Yeah, it, okay. we haven't won. We, we, we haven't won the North London derby, so like you know, it, it's it's never a, a, a pleasant time. So if we'd won the North London derby, I think there'd be fireworks and everything else going off behind us. So, William, wait, wait, Fergus, don't move on from Albamian for a minute. Don't move on from tactics for a minute, right? Because firstly, whether we like it or whether we don't, Arteta is still losing, uh, still learning. Excuse me, still learning. I hope he learns very quickly from the weekend, very quickly, because I still say he's our only hope. You've got to look at the bigger picture of our club, right? We're in a mess from top to bottom, we were. But I just want to go back to Aubameyang, right? And, and maybe he doesn't do this because he's not allowed to. But think back, right? Think back to your likes of Ian Wright. Think back to um, Thierry Henry. Look at what you, you mentioned about him up the road, the cheats movement in his own half, right? On Sunday, right? And what do them what are them three do, right? What do they do? If they're not if, if we're having a bad run, if they're not getting the balls played forward, if they don't think that the ball's coming from midfield, 
if they, if they don't think it's right, then what did them three strikers do? They dropped oh, deep into their own half and got the bloody ball themselves. Yeah, One of the greatest goals Thierry Henry ever scored ran from his own half against Tottenham and scored, right? You said it just now, Fergus. Harry Kane had more touches in his own penalty area than he did in ours, right? Mm. Ian Wright, you look at some highlights of Ian Wright, drops deep, gets the ball, takes it forward if there's no feeds to him. If the feeds to him, he'll make them runs at Thierry Henry Wood, run onto the ball and score the goals. But they had a plan B. Now, put me right if I'm wrong, but I can't remember Albami and dropping deep once on the weekend to try and pick up the ball deep and make a move from there. And that's not personal against Aubameyang. That may be tactics. He may be told not to do that, although I would be surprised if he did. Maybe it's just his attitude. I don't know. But Aubameyang isn't playing well. You can't just blame tactics because a good forward, a good centre forward will go and find the ball and make magic with it, as the people I've just mentioned did, you know? So it worries me greatly. That's the difference, Trev, that I've been saying for a long time in world-class players and a good player. That's the difference for yeah. me. He's and this is why player. I've never said that Abamyang is world-class. No, you're right, Mike. He's a great finisher, but he's not a great footballer. I'd say he's a great player. You know, like you say, he's a great finisher. He's got a great sprint. Even for his age, he can run past people. But he's not a world-class player. He's not, no. Agreed. I think he's a great finisher, but I agree with you 100%. He's not a great footballer at all, no. So, Trev, Question. you're, you're right. Wait, you're wait, right. wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. Mem, Mem, wait a minute. In the chat for Trev. Yeah. <laughs> what do you Sorry, think Kane, what do you think of Kane when he runs under our player in the air? It isn't the first time he's done this. We've discussed it before. I don't know if it was on a podcast or not, but we've definitely discussed this tactic that Harry Kane has. When a player goes up in the air, he actually backs in underneath him. He's going to hurt somebody badly, don't you think, I'm, I'm not allowed to use the words that I'd like to use, mate. So I'm going no, to stay you're not. this one. <laughs> Be creative, Mike. If you look, if no you need look to be on my, sorry. If you look on my Twitter, you'll see a, someone someone kindly put together a compilation of the mm. times Kane has done this. It's not once, it's not twice, it's not three times, it's not four times. He does it very regularly, right? He doesn't watch the ball. He waits for a player to jump, and he ducks under him, right? With the intention, I'm not going to say that Kane is doing it to intentionally injure a player. I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to say is he is going to injure a player. And he's not clever enough to realise what he's doing. Now, I'm trying to be nice to Kane here. It hurts me greatly. I'm trying to, I've, I've thought about this, Fergus, and I'm choosing my words very carefully. I'm trying to be nice to Kane. I'm not accusing him of intentionally trying to injure a player. But it's a tactic he's using that the referees and the game are not stopping where he is going to an injure a player. Whether he thinks he is or not, whether he knows he is or not, he is going to hurt a player. As you know, I'm not going to dwell on it. I played rugby to, to quite a good level for, for many years, right? 
and I saw injuries on fields through through two things: spear tackling, which I won't go into, and hitting a player in the air right when he can't when he can't recover. Very dangerous, and it needs stopping. And if the FA don't step in and say, "Look, Mr. Kane, you may not realise you're doing this, but you need to stop it." then something is wrong with the game badly because we're not talking about we're not talking about cheating here although it is cheating the main important point here take the cheating out of it take the take the actual name of the player out of it if you want to do it anyway is very very dangerous and have someone got, needs to have a word with mr kane hey, stop you, it you stop it now have you noticed any other players doing it no in the league no the way that he, not to my knowledge, I, I not the way he does it. Yeah, he's quite. I think he's quite blatant with it. With some of some of the other, watch some of the central defenders. Yeah, they they can be quite cute with it, but he's quite blatant with it, isn't he? Uh, yeah, you're right, Trevor. You're the the right. thing is, man, when, Trevor, when Trevor talks about rugby, man. oh go on. I got to say, when you were talking I about disagree, rugby, man. Shut up! You're talking off. <laughs> no, when no, I was just going to say, Trev, when you talk about rugby, I don't know if it's league or union, but they cut out because of that same reason, because it can cause so many injuries. They've cut out tackling while someone's in the air. So they're not actually allowed yeah. to do that at all. So this is the thing, and it? it's whether you want to class it as cheating, whether you want to class it as dirty tactics, I don't know. That's completely up to the person who wants to call it that. What I would say is... is I can't say the word for it, but I'm not, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to go down that route. But it is, it's dangerous. That's the that's the worst thing about it. It is actually dangerous. And the the, the problem I find with it is, is like so, uh, someone made in the comments, uh, the refs are aware now, is it Kieran? Because uh, there's been so much on social media. Yeah, uh, he won't get away with it again without seeing red. Refs have been made aware of it. But the thing is, when he played against Brighton, he did exactly that and got a penalty. That's the issue I'm finding with this, is that do they know, do they look at it? Where's VAR? Because this is what it's for. That is exactly what it's for, Mike. It's so, exactly what it's for, Mike. You know, exactly and I, just, I don't want to go down that route. Is it because he's the England captain and he's the FA, FA's golden boy? That's I don't want to really go down that route because it's not fair. You know, no. it shouldn't be like that. But many this an England Mike. captain has got away with a lot of stuff just because they are the England captain. Yeah. If anyone's yeah. got any doubts, right? If anyone's got any doubts, look at Harry Kane's eyes. Look mm. at Harry Kane's eyes in every instance. He's looking down at the feet of the player and he's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting. The player's feet leave the floor and he dives into his knees, right? He dives into his knees. Right, and 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 he's going to kill. He's going to seriously hurt someone. He's going to seriously hurt someone. Now on Twitter today, right? I had an idiot because I posted that on Twitter, and I had an idiot right say that he's a, he he was a Spurs fan, but it don't matter. You don't bring teams into this. But he he said, "Oh well, it's just two players going going at each other. It's bodily contact." And I lost it a bit with him. Right, I lost it a bit with him because. It don't matter what team you support here. It doesn't mean matter what team you support here. It's it's going to seriously. It's going to break a neck or a back. Or I'll tell you what goes a lot with them tip tackles because I had one collarbones. 
I broke a collarbone through a tip tackle, you know. I think the only thing that might save them is the fact that they water all the Premier League pitches nowadays and they're softer for their landing. If it was like the old days and the pitches were rock hard, mm. serious trouble. So take, take, let's cut, finish it with this, right? I'll finish it with this, right? I can't be more fairer than this and try not to show who I'm my allegiance to. Take the player out of it. Take the team out of it, right? Take the situation out of it. Just look at, is it, is it dangerous for a player to look at another player's legs, not look at the ball, wait till he jumps off the floor and dive straight into his knees, right? Say it like that without naming any names or any teams. And then it gets scary. Hmm. Then it gets scary. Right, Fergus. Thank you, mate. No worries, no worries. Listen, I, I, to be honest, we've we've had a discussion on 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 the group sometimes, and I think we've discussed it a little bit on here. But as, as you say, take it away from take it away from individual uh, teams and players for somebody to do that in this game. The way the game speeds up and the way that everything else goes, it's only going to end up in one way, and it's going to end up an injury. And how serious that injury is. Who knows? You know, there, there's a big thing about um, heading the ball. There's a big, a big thing about head clashes with the Louise and uh, Jimenez thing. So, you know, the, the Harry Kane thing needs to be pointed out. Finally, on this game, we, we, we said in the preview um, that party, if he's fit enough to start, if he's fit enough to be on the bench, he should start. He shouldn't be on the bench. Mike. Was he fit? Well, actually, I think I know your answer because you've already said it. Was he fit enough to be on the bench? No, he shouldn't have even played. In my opinion, that's my opinion. I don't think he should have played. You know, he's just come back from an injury. Whether or not, I, I honestly think he was rushed through. And in all fairness, before half time, that was confirmed for me. You know, I, I just can't think of any other way of doing it. He, he got rushed onto the pitch because of the tactics and the double bluff that Arteta wanted to play. That's that's the only that's the only thing I can. That's the only do reason you, do, I can see behind it. Do you think it was probably mind games, Mem? What about Thomas Party being fit for Sunday? Yeah, yeah bringing him bringing him on because there was talk about oh he probably won't be fit and, and then he might be and then he won't be and, and then oh, you had the mind get you had the mind games with Louise uh, uh sorry Loris uh, and uh Toby and um Harry Kane yeah, with, or, with Mourinho yeah defo I mean we touched on it on Sunday Mourinho does that that's 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 his style we know that we you know you know how he works how he operates with us, I don't know. I think we were we definitely rushed him to be fit for Sunday because, you know, let's face it, he's you know our best midfield player. He's only been here two minutes. Well, it, he's it, far it, and away. Is he though? They, 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 you can't really yeah, tell. He is. Yeah, no, no, he oh, is our best midfield player. Yes. All right. If you from what you've seen, from what little I've seen of him, the guy's quality. Having said that. He's been injured almost from the get-go, so we've not really been able to see him. So, yeah, definitely. Um, he, I don't think he was 100% match fit. 100% no. Uh, definitely did we rush him through to be fit for Sunday? Yeah, definitely we did. Uh, but I had a real, real big issue with the second goal and the way it panned out with him walking off, wandering off the pitch, fellas. I don't care who or what He should have gone are. down. He should have gone it. down and held oh, right. his head, gained an injury. Yeah. Get yeah, you know, get exactly. the ref to stop the game of play. He emptied. Listen, yeah, uh, yeah. It, I that don't means... think they. I don't think referees stop it now unless it is a clash of heads or an actual head injury that's quite prominent or known or can be seen. I think if he just went down, they, they would have carried on play anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Really the benefit of the doubt. 
I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, party, and, and say it just might have been a bit of naivety or or on the moment thing that he came off the field when he shouldn't have done. But going going back to his selection, right? There is absolutely no doubt that party is a class higher than anything else we've got in midfield, in my mind. Yes. And if I would have been Mikel Arteta on Sunday, I would have said to, to, to Thomas Party, are you fit enough to play? I would have said to our medical staff, is he fit enough to play? And if they'd have had the slightest inclination that he was going to be able to get through that game, I'd have put him in. I'd have put him in, I'd have risked him. Because he's, he's class. Look at look what he showed in that first half. When he what before he got injured, he was yeah, our what, best baller. He was our most energetic, positive it, player. You've got to risk him. You've got to risk him. He had one great surge in the first half when he went past a few players. He had one great surge in the first half. He's just his strength got him through. It was great, but yeah, definitely right. Trevor, hundred percent right. The thing is, the thing Brilliant. is about Partey though is is. You know, you saw him looking at the bench. You saw him waving his arms even before the goal went in. You saw him looking towards that thing. He must have told him that he wanted to come off. He must have known. Obviously, he's known himself. He tried running. You can see he pulled up. So he and that was way before the goal. So he must have known all this. This is the, this is what I'm saying. So really? I'm like Trev. I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here because. I saw when I've watched the game back. I've watched the game twice now. And when I watched it back, I made a point of looking at that point towards where Partey was doing. And he looked at that bench. He must have told Arteta, "I need to come off. Something's wrong." And then he said, "No, no, no." He must have said, "No, carry on, carry on." And it's like, "No, no, I'm not doing this. I can't do it." He tried running back, and he he couldn't do it. But the thing is, you can say about Partey all you want about this. Where was Xhaka during this instance? You know, he's he's not the only person in midfield for that goal, that second goal. Where was Xhaka? Mike, like I said, yeah, I don't think I can make a case for any of them from Sunday's performance. All that I'm saying, I I rate the guy highly. I do believe Trevor's I'm bang on, yeah. I think he's by far and away our best midfield player. Unfortunately, he's been in, injured from almost the get-go, and we've not really seen him play that often, yeah? Having said all of that, mate, He's a professional footballer that's been... I wonder how Diego Simeone would react if he walked off the pitch while the ball's still in play. He's got to do something different to try and affect it, break it up somehow. But walking off the pitch, as far as I'm concerned, I can't give him no benefit of the doubt for that. That, for me, is not professional. Depends what he said to the manager. This is what Lee, I'm saying. welcome to the show. All right, guys. How are we doing? You all right? How you doing, Lee? Yeah, fine, mate. Fine. I've got a little bit of time lag on, on my end. Um, but uh, you were elsewhere doing a, a charity podcast. Uh, yeah. We've done most of the game. But getting to the crux of it, and one that I know that um, you have, you're quite passionate about, which is Arteta and his position, whether it, uh, what what's your view on Arteta's tactics in the last few games? Arteta uh, persisting with crossing the ball despite not having the, the 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 right players, and the situation we've got with the club with the club. Oops! Oh, who's with me? <laughs> Oh, uh, it's gone. Probably time 
Go on in, like, crack gone. on, mate. Crack well, on, mate. Fergus is gone. Go on, crack oh, on, mate. Let's all talk about Fergus. Do not talk about him. But that. Oh, listen, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm, 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 I'm trying to, you know, I, I, whatever you think about Archie, I'm not going to defend him no more because I was disappointed with the tactics against Tottenham. So naive, so naive. You knew exactly how they was going to line up, and he, uh, and he, he played right into their hands. And I don't care what anybody says when, when people say oh, we've got in so many crosses and whatever, that's because they allowed those crosses to come in. Like they, knew, they knew that they was comfortable that, about doing it. What they didn't want us to do was get in behind them. And we never was able to do that once. So when they were saying, like, oh, we're putting in crosses, they were going to say, look, we've got two big centre-halves that, uh, that are better headers of the ball than your forwards. And that's how they played it. They, what disappointed me about it is you see exactly the same way he set up against Manchester City. And we fell into the trap as well. And I, I don't know why we've done that. I don't know why. What the hell is Bellerin bombing on for when you've got uh, Song, who's probably the best on the counter-attack at the moment? And what happened then? He was He's um, he's got a runner uh, holding in sight, you know, where he could go for him left, right, centre. It's just poor, poor tactics on the day. Um I don't know why he went down that route. And I was disappointed. And if anybody says to me now, I want Arteta out for whatever, I don't defend it no more. I'll go, well, yeah, I can understand the reasons that you want. And 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 that's it. Like, But I'm not, you know, you have to ask yourself a question at this moment in time. Is he getting the best out of the players? Because they're 15th, 16th in the league. I, I don't see one player playing is improved from like, like you know, where you come when it come to August, uh, if someone had said to you, lads, if someone had said to you, walking out after the FA Cup final, in two months' time or three months, by December, you'll be 15th in the league, you'd have laughed at them. You'd have laughed at them. Something's gone would you, Lee, wrong. Would you, ever have thought that, would you ever have thought that we're into a, a six-pointer against Burnley on Sunday? No, I, I, I don't see where it's all gone wrong. And it's all gone wrong in that from, from the summer's transfer win. Something big has happened at Arsenal I don't care what anybody says has gone wrong. The decision, it all started with a decision from Martinez, whether you agree with Leno or not. When you've got a goalkeeper or a player playing really, really, really well, what's his reward? You sell him because you can get more money for him. It was the wrong decision. It sends out the wrong message, in my opinion. Uh, you know, there is a saying in football, you know, you play you play for the shirt. You, if, you, if you've got your, your possession of the shirt, that went completely out of the window. What it basically said was, if I'm on more money than you and I'm a bigger transfer, I'm going to keep in this team. And then, well, then think, obviously... The, uh, the I'm going to really, really disagree with you on the Leno one, mate. And I saw Mem doing, like, nodding, agreeing with you. I'm going to disagree with you on that one at all. Right. You know, for the last... Uh, two seconds, Mem. For the last two seasons, Leno was probably up there with a Bamiyan yeah, as no, our no, best player. I'm sorry. I totally agree with what you're saying there. I totally agree that Leno's yeah. been fantastic. But it's, it's 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 the thing of like playing playing well and keeping your shirt and then it's not happening. I'm not saying that that's it, but this is that's just one it, scenario. The thing is with Martinez, so I'm, I'm sorry, uh, let me just jump in quick. The thing is with Martinez... He was going to be sold anyway. He just turned himself from a three million pound player exactly. to a twenty million pound right. player. Totally, That's totally the difference. Agree, what, what the principle is is when you've got a manager turning around and saying it's all about merit. You, you're getting into the team on merit. You know what I mean, and things like that, which he's come out and say, and then he then all of a sudden like that happens. 
Then all of a sudden, I'm not, again, I'm, the Ozil situation, he comes out and turns around and says it's for footballing reasons, when everybody in the whole world knows it's not for footballing reasons. Then you you you, you get rid of Gwendozi for being bad and whatever and not doing things right. And then Willian goes off to Dubai, comes back, and he's straight back in the side. All those little things that are going on are, are upsetting the apricot. In my opinion, I'm only trying to look for reasons why. Oh, this team I agree with you football. about the rest of it. I just can't agree with you about Leno, mate. That's no, the only no, thing I can't agree with you enough. about. That's, that's, uh, the rest of it, yeah, completely. That, that's what opinions are about. Lee, Lee I'm, I'm, I'm getting information from about, about various things, and a lot of it is about uh, no fans of football, lack of income coming into the, fo- in, into the team. Yes, the, the owners put in the hand in the pocket to uh, accommodate the um, party deal, but that was only really by restructuring debt around the club. Um, uh, shirt sponsors, um, various sponsors are looking for rebates of sponsorship money because of lack of advertising cap- uh, opportunities and, and, and so on. And, um, and it's just very, very negative. There's more redundancies happen at the club. Um, well, Look, look, does does our manager wear our 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 sponsors? Well, kit? there's been a problem about that today, isn't there? I've, uh, that's that's all come out today, isn't it? Like you know, so he only wears our money. Yeah, and, and you know, like when Arsene Wenger where where the wore, wore a suit, he wore the, the Nike coat over it, didn't he? You know, these are all things that are that are going on at the club. But listen, all these problems about sponsorship, blah, 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 blah. they all must be happening at other clubs as well. It's just not Arsenal that have got... By the way, every other team in the Premier League ain't got no fans. It's like, you know yeah. what I mean? Let's get this right. Everybody's got, you know, can't keep going on that. And I'll say this now, Arsenal and Arteta has benefited from having no fans because I'm telling you that now, they wouldn't be tolerating what's going on at the moment at the Emirates. They'd be going mad. You know what I mean? Like, And, uh, and I'll tell you that now, some, some teams have benefited from having no fans, I and I e them down the road have benefited from not having no fans because yep. they, they that wouldn't have happened. Other teams have benefited, not have not benefited. Sheffield United, for instance, have, you know we've been there. The atmosphere um, is is fantastic there, and so it's, everybody's got to deal with that. You know what I mean? Like I'm sorry, but you know you can't keep making out excuses about it. Arsenal sold player after player after player to fund this, fund fund their stadium. Tottenham haven't done that, and they're doing it with with the with the pandemic. You know what I mean? So it's all these things that are that, that are going. They get a huge payout from the government though. Yeah, they yeah, do. Well, well, why can Arsenal get a big government no. payout when it mattered? You know what I mean? No. These are all things that have happened, and and it's. I think at the end of the day, mismanagement in the in 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 before is 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 not helped us because we haven't been able to get rid of the player. It's not fair, right, lads? It's not fair that Mikel Arteta has to leave players out of a squad. Those players should have been sold, so that decision's not made for him. But he's had to leave out players from a squad. That it's not it's not good. It's not it's not. It won't who, whose fault, whose fault right. is that? Is that is that the agent's fault? Is that the recruitment fault? Is well, that Eddie's the fault? The club should have turned around, uh, in my opinion. Let's, let's talk about with Mesut Ozil. Once he was not, no, he weren't going to sign him. They should have said, Mesut, there's the there's the rest of your contract. Bye bye. They did. Well, then yeah, he's that, gone, isn't he? That's not the he, issue. The issue is there, obviously, because he's going to have an accountant and all the other, you know, lawyers and everything like that. The issue is that uh, he's got to accept that. If he doesn't accept that. Then he doesn't have to go, you know. Right, he right, has, okay. the, the thing is, with well, the thing is with Ozil, is, I, no, no. 
What's he training for? I'd have because said, that's part of his contract. Gardening leave. Well, if he's not going to agree with it, gardening leave, get him away. Get him away from the club. The thing, you know the I mean? thing is, he's got to uphold his contract. You know, if he's got to uphold that. I agree no, with you. I, turn around and say, like, no, you know what I mean? I just, I just feel that it's not been done right, lads. You know what I mean? Like, I, not, I, I, honestly, honestly, I, I, I agree, I agree I with you. Yeah. But the thing is, when he's got a contract, if he doesn't turn up to trading, he breaks a contract and then they can get rid of him. You what? know, they can okay, him. Why wouldn't you have your but contract? He's not, he's not, gonna, yeah, he's not stupid enough to put him in that position. He's not or in Turkey for... For less money, why wouldn't he want? Wouldn't he, why wouldn't he want to do that? Because he's not a. He's a. I can't say the word, but because uh, he's that type of person. This is what I mean. This is what we've. This, I've said it before about Özil. You know, he's he's on a good hefty. He's, he's, on a, he's on good money. He's on two hundred and fifty k a week at the minute, not doing anything. He's doing his job by turning up to training, and he's doing everything that he needs to do to abide by his contract. So they don't. If they turn around and say, "Right, we're going to give you the eighteen million or whatever it was at the start of the season to give you to pay off your year," he can turn that down as long as he sticks to his contract. And that's the issue that Arsenal found themselves in. And this is the issue of what we say: past regimes have put at us in that, and it's an it that causes a massive negative issue on the team itself now and the club. It must do that. That must be a causing factor of why we're in these situations. Mm. Lee. Question for you. Do you think another manager could change our poor players and turn them into good players? Is it? And, and again, this isn't this isn't um, an, a manager in or out sort of thing. It's just a general question. Do you think somebody could do better than what Mikel is doing right now? I, I, the obvious answer is yes, but uh, well, not necessarily. You know, I mean, it's, of course it is. But what the you know what what I think that where um, where Arteta's going wrong is he's continually and if it's his, if it's his downfall ever he's backing players that are letting him down. You know what I mean? How many more games is is Willian going to have? Poor games is he going to have before he says no? I'm going to bring somebody else in. Is it Bellerin's fault? Everybody's been blaming Bellerin this week. You know what I mean? Is it Bellerin's fault? Not really. I, I blame the manager. Should have left him out. You know what I mean? Like you know he's not making those decisions. You know, what, and this is a big thing for me now, you know, can Belligan do any worse than what um, Aubameyang's done up front? I don't think so. Trev will tell you this, you know what I mean? Going back in 88, 89, we tried to sign uh, Frank McAvenny and, and Tony Cotty. We couldn't sign them. And we had Paul Merson in the side, you know, uh, in, the, in the youth team. We chucked him in and the rest is history. You know, a little, was it a masterclass from George Graham? Not really. It was luck because if it had, if Tony Cotty would have said yes or Mac McAvenny would have said yes, they would have come in. Paul Merson may never have come and come. give a, give the kid a chance. Give him a chance now, because at the end of the day, whatever, whatever you think about it, it's not working at the moment. Trev, if Arsenal um, to lose to Burnley on Saturday, Sunday, if they lose to Burnley with the same players that played against Spurs, I guarantee there'd be more people turning against him. But if he yeah, played, I a few agree, the, I agree. played a few of the youngsters and it didn't quite go right, I think that, you know, I mean, a few of us would think, well, you know, give him another game or whatever. I really do. But his time's running out. As much as whatever you think about it, it's results business. How, how many more games, well, how many more games you're going to let him go, lose before you say enough called time? This is the problem. It's a massive mm. problem now. Trev, um, you can obviously hear Lee is upset and passionate, like we all are. And I, I talked to Mem actually on the phone 
uh, about your in, uh, a clip that he got received on his on his phone from his uh, his cousin or something like that with you doing something for the AFTV. Um, but Trev, we I've I've never witnessed Arsenal being fifteenth in the league. I, I've been following the Ars- Arsenal from the nineties um, onwards. Um, You've been following the Arsenal since God was a boy, as has Mem and Lee. Have you seen it? This <laughs> wait, no, wait, no, wait, wait, don't bring me into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen it this bad? Is it worse than when Terry Neal was in charge? I don't. Th- I've just been sitting here taking it all in, and uh, I, there's some things been said that I agree with, and some things that I don't agree with. I, I, I think I've seen it as bad, but I don't think I've ever I've ever had the feeling of this lack of effort from the players, a right. disinterest from the players. I think when we were poor in in, in in years gone by, I always got the feeling that the players did their did played as best they could and maybe weren't quite good enough. Um, I don't get that feeling now. I get the feeling that players are not making an effort. Uh, uh, or, or That's the impression I get when they come off the field and by looking at their body language in interviews, etc. And looking at some of the Twitter posts that certain players make, I think that I think that they haven't got the best of the club at heart, you know. Um, I, I, I'm very sad now that I've, I've listened to all this because... At the end of the day, we must all remember, we must all, I'm getting emotional here, right? Because we must all remember that we're Arsenal fans, okay? First and foremost, we are Arsenal Football Club fans, right? And when we get back in that ground, whether we're 20th in the league or whether we're first in the league, we've got to support our football team because we can't let the, we can't be dragged down to that level, yeah? We're all upset. We're all annoyed. We spoke about getting the best out of our players. Well, Vega couldn't get the best out of our players at the end of his career. Not for a long time. Emery certain, couldn't, certainly couldn't get the best of our, out of our players. And I really feel for Emery now. Emery, at the time, I wasn't bothered too much. Now I really feel for, for Unai Emery. And I feel at the moment, I can't go against Mikel Arteta at the at present time, I still got it in my head, looking at the bigger picture, looking at who's in our club, looking at who's involved, that Arteta must turn us around. And I'll tell you for why, Fergus. I've done a lot of listening, so just listen to me a minute. I'll tell you for why, because since about 2008, right, I would say about 2008, apart from the odd high, a cup win or a decent league finish, most seasons have seen a steady decline in our football club from a performance perspective, right? And we need to find, we need to get to the root cause of that, right? We need to get to the root cause of it. It's not it's not the players that play for the club or the manager that are the root cause. It goes further than that. And I'm also not going to pick on, I'm not going to pick on Cronky, right? But I was looking at some records the other night and Kroenke first sat in on an AGM in 2008. He was introduced at the AGM on 2008 as I think think it was a non-executive director of Arsenal Football Club, right? 
And at the same meeting, Peter Hill Wood was asked about the future of Arsenal Football Club and how we saw it going. And Pete, I, I'm not—I've not got it word for word, but I know for a fact that I've got—I've got the, the gist of his, his what he said to the AGM. He said that I feel that the ownership of Arsenal Football Club will always be best in the hands of people that have Arsenal Football Club in their blood, because although people might try their very, very best, if you've not got a club in your blood, if your heart doesn't beat Arsenal Football Club, there's going to be something missing right and that's where we are now right mm. that's where we are it, it's, it's, I, I don't think you can put it in a single place right I think it's a massive picture and it's not five years it's not 10 years it's probably 12 or 15 years that this has started to happen right and I, I'm just gonna just to finish off right because I'm I, I'm not happy now I'm not happy at all I went to my first football match at Arsenal in 1970, December, right? 50 years ago. 5-0, 50 years ago. And I can honestly hold my hand up and say that I may have spoke bad about players at times. I may have been down about the team at times. But I've never forgotten the reason why I'm a football fan. Because I'm attached to a club. As a young man, I fell in love with Arsenal Football Club, right? I fell in love with Arsenal Football Club. And Lee's writing what he says. Mem's writing what he says. Mike's writing what he says. Fergus is writing what he says. But I'm giving up on that now. I'm telling you now on this podcast, I'm giving up on that. All you're going to get from me now is that I'm an Arsenal fan. And I'm going to talk about my team. And I'm going to do my very best. And I'm not having to go at any of you there. But I'm getting emotional with it. I hate our club in this position. I hate it. I hate it so much that it cuts a 58-year-old man to tears. I need to, we need someone in our football club that is going to pick it up, that's going to go right to the root, past the players, past the manager, past the directors, to find out where it really lies and bring it out. I wish I had the answer. I don't have the answer. But I'm telling you now, I'm an Arsenal fan and I'm not talking down about my club anymore. I refuse. And I'm not disagreeing with any of you. I, I, I just can't listen to it anymore. Can't listen to Hello. this about this club. I'm... And on that Hello. note, boys. Fantastic points there. Fantastic for you all day long, yeah. Trevor. Fantastic points there, Trevor. And what 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 somebody said to me today? I was talking to someone today, but doing watching the Arsenal. With me, he turned around and said, um, "You're getting angry on that." Uh, watch alongs all the time, and it, you know, what I mean, it's making you look what you ain't because you ain't that sort of person. But that's what Arsenal's doing to you at the moment, right? And 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 the thing is that it is, you know, and and, and as Trevor Trevor says there, you know, um, if it's doing that to you, you know, you, you've got to stop and, and whatever. And it's coming to the stage now where I'm thinking that you know, should I be doing all going to Arsenal because it it, it it's hurting. It's hurting to see us being playing like this, playing and being so being everybody taking the Mickey out of you, like you know what I mean, like. And it, it hurts us Arsenal fans, you know. And no one, like Trevi's right, no, no one wants to be seen where Arsenal are at this moment in time. And, and you know, and it, every one of us is frustrated with what's going on at the moment. They really are, like you know. And um, 
you know, it hurts me when you see Trevor because he is a proper gooner. You know what I mean? There's two, no two ways about it. He is proper. And and I, I know that it paint, he, he's always very, very positive. He makes me laugh with his predictions, putting four nils and five. That's the way he is, you know. But, you know, it's driving the passion out of players. And, and, and the, the greatest point that he's just made there is the owners don't feel the pain of any of us. They don't, because if they did, they would do something about it. We can't do nothing about it, and that is the frustration. But I'll tell you what, if we could, we bloody well would, wouldn't we? And that is where we're at. Oh, I 100% uh, agree with you. going to say, uh, as you're saying about, sorry, Fergus, I going to say, as you're saying about Trev just being the way he was there, and there's a lad who we all know, and he's a very level-headed lad, and he's, he's managed to pop a blood vessel in his head, you know, in Dan Potts. I've never seen, you know, it's, I hope he, I hope he sorts it sorts, sorts it out soon, like, you know, because he's really, you know, I mean, he's very level-headed, especially when he does his um, podcasts and stuff like that. He's a really, thing he's he hurt. This, this one, yeah, this one's really got to him, and yeah. I hope uh, he's I hope brilliant. He sorts him out soon. He's because, really good. You know, he's, he's, he's managed to pop a vessel. Yeah, he, he's he, he's he's finding it. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah. I think he's very much like Trev. Doesn't want to criticise anybody, but feels. In that position at the moment, it's frustrationally. You know? yeah. Frustration. yeah, God, you know what I mean. Like, I'm not being old. You know when, uh, and, and, and I'm not going to defend any of these players because they must know what it's like to for us fans in the North London derby. You know what I mean? Mm. The, the Spurs fans were were giving it to us before the game, and now they've gone fucking ten times worse. You know what I mean? Like, and I can feel, I'm feeling it. Like, you know what I mean? Let me tell you, right? And the players didn't give. I'll tell you what. I bet when they took their shirts off, they could play them again tomorrow. I'm telling you, that none of them went through yeah. the. None of them went through the fucking wall for us. Not one of them. I, I Tierney did, and probably Saka, right? You know what I mean? And Gabriel mm -hmm. free. The others, you know, what I mean, they could they hang their lackers. It worked hard, but the rest of them could hang their shirts on on a peg and use it again on Thursday night, and they wouldn't know. And that is shocking. Shocking against Tottenham, you know what you, I mean. You know, like, you know what was the um, the most obvious thing uh, that I felt was probably the biggest insult of the game was Mourinho's interview afterwards. You got Arteta's interview where he's he's um, sticking by his tactics and sticking by that, which is fine. He's uh, 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 he stands by his own convictions. I have got no issue with that whatsoever. Whether they're right or wrong is is for different people's opinions, which we, we we've heard, but. For Mourinho to compliment um, Arteta was almost like a, a knife in the back. Um, he, like, he knows exactly what he's doing. You know, no, what no, I mean? never, he, he never done it to Frank Lampard the other week. He never done it to Wenger. He's never done it to Klopp. He's never done it to other managers. Yet again, he he, he done it to there. So, listen on a positive to try and get a little bit positive before we finish up. Um, Martinelli uh, played well. He, he played um, quite a bit of the game against Wimbledon today. We lost 3-0 against Wimbledon. Um, Saliba and uh, Akinola both got sent off in the last 10 minutes on red cards. Uh, but it was good to get Martinelli get some minutes on the pitch uh, because, honestly, I thought him and Saka and... Bamiyang, they all paired up really, really well at the end of last season and the, in the, in the, the, the end of the lockdown. And hopefully we can get back in the pitch. And that might chuck, a, chuck us a bone to hang on to and, and give us 
give us something. We've got Dundalk tomorrow night. Mem, who would you play in the Dundalk uh, game? I, I, I'm, I'm not sure about that, but I'd, I'd just like to say I think Lee hit the nail on the head when he first started talking about something went wrong in the summer. Yeah, something definitely is not right. Something it baffles me. Yeah, Trevor and I, you as well, Ferg, on Sunday, we've mentioned it. The thing that really struck me with what Trevor said, yeah, when you asked him the question, the thing that really struck me more than anything else about have we been worse than this? Yeah, probably, possibly, maybe. But the thing that really hit me hard is, and, and, and Lee's alluded towards it as well, mate, um, none of them players care about it, care about our club the way we'd really like them to care about our club. That's how I feel after Sunday's performance. I thought it was dismal, man, really bad. Tomorrow night, I don't know, Fergus. I haven't actually given it much thought because, like I've said to you, my mood's really, really, really not good at the moment. Um, I don't know. There's a couple of people in the comments saying play the full full side that we played against uh, against um, Spurs on Thursday night. Make them play. Uh, yes, no, and then play the kids. Do you play the kids and chuck everything behind the kids in the league for now? Uh, the Europa play, League. I'd... I'd honestly play the same team that's played against Rapid Vienna and Molde. I'd play them. Same same thing, same tactics. They're doing brilliantly at the minute and they're doing nothing wrong. You know, I don't think we should drop them just for the sake, you know, I mean, just for the sake of this first team that we see in the Premier League. It's not fair on the people who are playing more well. Let them carry on doing what they're doing. Let the other let the other guys start worrying about their opportunities. That's what I'd be and- doing now. And as Dave says, uh, play Balagon, at least give him a half, Lee. Uh, you know, there's, no, there's nothing on the game, Fergus. They, yeah. they, they can't qualify. We, we've won the group. Balagon's got to start. He's got to play. He's, um, he's, got, he's gone at the end of the year anyway, hasn't he? He's, what's he got, eight, well, nine months left? There's another one we're going to let go. Apparently he wants to stay, you know what I mean? But he wants to be given some some chance that he's going to get into first team games like well this this see what he can do if he starts banging in goals then you know what i mean it, it works for both of us doesn't it but if you're not going to give him a go you know smith rowe's got to play as well 100% and if and and i'm i'm telling you that if they play well they play on sunday because i don't i don't care who's as far as i'm concerned three players are guaranteed to start on um on on sunday and that's the three i mentioned earlier on Saka, really? and Gabriel. The rest of them are all fighting for play. All fighting and, and, for play. And, and and Leno because uh, I, although Ronyarison did play well in the in the Europa no, no, League, no, Leno, yeah, Leno as well, yeah, yeah because yeah, he. Yeah. You know what I mean, so you've got four. The rest of them are all fighting for a place on Sunday, as far as I'm concerned. You know, yeah, and, I, totally agree. Totally agree. I I think Maitland Niles should be given a run out, especially after his performance in the centre mid uh, against um, Vienna. Um, you know, we we mentioned it in the preview show. Um, Lee, thanks for joining us late on. No, that's no, sure. Uh, I couldn't get on earlier, like you know what I mean. So, no, that, um... that, that, that's fine. You definitely changed the mood. We were doing all right. We were we were in dark clothing, and I'm glad you wore dark clothing as well to to match yeah. the mood. But shit and hell, did it drop through the floor when you joined? <laughs> I was level-headed until you joined. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think I think we're all we're all trying to get along and be a little bit balanced. But you know what I loved? Not only your passion on there and and the chat we had beforehand. Uh, I, I've got to ring the man as soon as this finishes, um, uh, Trev. That was genuine, genuine. We're, look, we're all Arsenal fans. We're all passionate about it. But you could hear it in the man's voice. He's genuinely hurting, like us all. But 
Trev stays here for the last minute. He normally wants to annoy me at the very end and 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 try and bop back in and keep it going for another five minutes. But he couldn't. He had to go. So listen, be an Arsenal fan more than anything else, more than uh, before you are anything else. Think about what you post on social media. Think about what you say and the reactions you have uh, because it all affects Arsenal Football Club at the end of the day. Mem, thanks for joining us. Mike, okay. last minute I know, but I uh, appreciate you joining. And yeah, yeah the, the... not a problem, mate. And can I just add to that? Don't be a dick in the stadium and take them stupid banners in. Support the team on the pitch. Yeah, That's no, I totally, totally yeah. agree. I've Guys, got you, have been, you have been watching an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, we're on YouTube and Facebook and uh, Twitter and so on. Click that subscribe button. Click that like button. We're not in it for uh, the money. We're in it for the fun. It's our hobby. Uh, but it is nice to know that uh, people like what we do. And let us know if you do. Only one last thing to say, people. Up the arse. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.